0: Spiritual
1: Now, I want to tell you, this little story has nothing to do with the talk today, but I want to share it with you, um, because it's hilarious. So, sometime during this last week, uh, some afternoon, I laid down and I was taking a nap, and I was having this very active dream. Phone rang, woke me up, and I did the phone call, and I laid there, and I was thinking about the dream. And in this dream, we had new offices, and I was over there, uh, putting my new office together. And I thought, they don't need me over at service, I'll just do this. And so I worked through the whole service, putting my office together, and as people are starting to come out, I realized I was supposed to be giving the talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went and I found Anne, and I said, Ann, I am so... Sorry, and she said, oh, it's okay, just in Anne's, you know, very smiley way, she says, it's okay, we just sang the same song for 20 minutes. (laughs) So, probably you should be glad I'm here. She says it's a chant, but in the dream, it wasn't a chant, it was the same song for 20 minutes. (laughs) So, thank you, Anne, for having my back, even in my dreams. Obviously, you can tell that this is a Celtic Christianity Sunday, and we're talking about St. Patrick. So I have a few no- few notes on St. Patrick. First of all, St. Patrick was never officially canonized as a saint by the Church of Rome. St. Patrick was not Irish. St. Patrick didn't drive any snakes out of Ireland, and he certainly did not invent green beer. So what else is there? Actually, of course, there's quite a lot. And to be fair, St. Patrick lived prior to the enactment of the current laws of the Church of Rome in which you know, there's all these rules about being canonized. And so he is absolutely venerated as a saint by the church. Um, he is the patron saint of Ireland. And of course, legends about St. Patrick abound. As you can see, even in 377, which is quite a few centuries ago, if you were famous, people made up stories about you and they didn't even have TikTok, Facebook, or Twitter. <laughs> another legend, and I'm not going to go through all the legends, another legend is that Patrick was captured by, in England by British, I'm sorry, Irish pirates and taken to Ireland to work as a shepherd. And that he was a slave for about seven years. There's another version that says he was supposed to actually go to work as a government employee, I think, following his dad, and he didn't want to do that, so he ran away. (laughs) Either story, we do know that he worked as a shepherd in Ireland. It was very isolating. It was very hard. He was unhappy and alone. This is from his own writings. So no matter how he got there, he had his own experience of being in, in a form of slavery. And so Patrick turned to religion, and he became a devout Christian. And he reports that in a dream, an angel came to him and said, it's time to leave uh, uh, Ireland, it's time to go back to England. And so he found a way to escape, and he went back home. And he decided to become a cleric, so he started studying for the priesthood. At some other point, he had another dream in which the angel told him to return to Ireland as a missionary to both nurture the existing Christians, and some people think there were no Christians before he got there, but there were, the, nurturing the existing Christians and to convert the, the rest of the Irish. So after his ordination, he returned to Ireland and began his work. Now because of the geographical location, the distance from Rome, the Ireland had, they were not heavily influenced by the political and religious systems of Rome. And that meant that Celtic spirituality still was very connected. They honored the dignity of nature. They honored the equality of women and men. Their music and poetry were vibrant and they served as portals to understanding of humanity and God. And you can tell from the music that we're hearing today how connected that is. The Celts saw life as an open-ended conversation between God and humanity. There was no sense of separation. And they believed that we actively participate in our own transformation. Does that sound familiar? It was a beautiful integrated religious system. And now here comes the yet-to-be-sainted Patrick ready to take on Isle of Ireland. And what did he do in his efforts to convert the Irish? And I think this is what made him so cool. Rather than attempt to eradicate Celtic religion and force a completely foreign way of thinking down their throats, Patrick embraced existing religious practices and nurtured a beautiful synthesis of the ancient Irish practices and Christian message of divine presence and eternal belonging. And I suspect this really is why he was so successful because, you know, what's to argue with? He knew the Irish, he lived with them for seven years and he'd gone away and then come back. And when he came back, he had a clear vision of what to do. And he had angels talking to him a lot. He had a lot of visions. Now there did come, has come, a, time, did come a time many years later when Western culture started to creep in and have a deep effect on the Irish Catholicism, but fortunately there are still people to this day who practice Celtic Christianity, so it's not completely lost. They still practice oneness, wholeness, and respect for the whole world in which we lived. That connectedness remains. The brilliance of St. Patrick's approach and the fact that he was, by all reports, both documented and legendary, a good man with every good intention, left us with some wonderful tools for our own transformation. Now, our meditation chant, The Deer's Cry, that Anne offered to us today in the most beautiful way possible, is based on St. Patrick's most famous prayer. It is called by other names, too, St. Patrick's Breastplate, Lorca of St. Patrick, and Lorca means deer. And the prayer is very powerful. It shows us how to ignite our own inner flame and raise our awareness to the highest level possible, the Christ mind. And I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more in just a moment, but let's look at this prayer or the beginning of the prayer. The original prayer is much longer than the song I heard today. And I cannot tell you how many versions you can find on the internet that people have played with, and you can find them if you've got a rainy day and a big pile of chocolate to keep you charged up. (laughs) That's a lot. And yet there are key passages that are always kept as part of this prayer. The prayer begins and ends the same way, though you often only see it at the beginning or the end, usually at the beginning, and that is... I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through a belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. While Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is very traditionally Christian, keep in mind that three is the power of creation. Symbolically, we have Father, God, Mother, Holy Spirit, because Holy Spirit is absolutely the feminine, and son or daughter, the result of that union. Creativity is the bringing together of elements to manifest a third component, and it is here in this union that we are all one. And here, so here, we have invoked the creative force. I believe in creation, I am creation, we are one. Next comes a strong affirmation to turn our minds to oneness. This is not a prayer asking for an outside God to take care of us. If you really listen to the words and pay attention, it's clear that all these things that are mentioned are attributes or powers that reside within us already. We are simply invoking our own awareness of our own power. And so that's what these standas are. I arise today through the strength of heaven, light of the sun, splendor of fire, speed of lightning, swiftness of the wind, depth of the sea, stability of the earth, firmness of the rock. I arise today through God's strength to pilot me God's might to uphold me, God's wisdom to guide me, God's eye to look before me, God's ear to hear me, God's word to speak for me, God's hand to guard me, God's hand, God's way to lie before me, God's shield to protect me, God's host to save me from snares of the devil, from temptations of vices, from everyone who desires me ill, afar and a near, alone earn multitudes. You're declaring your own power. And of course, then we come to the most familiar and well-used portion of the prayer. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left. When I lie down, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down. Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of me. Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in the eye that sees me. Christ in the ear that hears me. Now there are a lot more stanzas, but these are the ones that really are the most useful to us. And please remember that when we say this prayer, we're invoking the Holy Christ presence. We are not worshiping Jesus. We're not giving up our power to someone else. We're agreeing to participate in holy intention. Charles Fillmore taught a lot about the Christ. One of the things he said is, it is the incarnating principle the perfect word or idea of God which unfolds with each of us as we evolve and transform. I said Christ is the divine human and abides in each of us as our potential perfection. Christ's mind is the embodiment of divine ideas. And I might mention that Fillmore in his book, The Revealing Word, has 13 separate notations for Christ, and I'm not going to go into all of those here. (laughs) The Christ mind, then, rests as potential in each one of us. It has nothing to do with worshipping another person. Jesus attained the Christ mind, and his teachings are a blueprint for attaining that same consciousness. You know, he said, whatever works I do, so shall you do also christness is a consciousness and i don't use the word level because consciousness cannot be quantified consciousness is a spectrum ranging from the lowest vibration to the highest and we all experience this in our daily lives sometimes we're on it feeling in the connection aware tuned in other days we lose our keys trip over our kid's bicycle and are late for work or If you're older, you spend two hours looking for your glasses that were up here the whole time. (laughs) Because we live in this energetic spectrum, nothing is ever lost. We may move away from the higher vibration, but it is always still there, and we can move toward it whenever our awareness calls us to. As we travel back and forth across our energetic spectrum, We learn that nothing is lost, and we start to become aware and more secure in our awareness of the Christ energy. It is then that we begin to find our equilibrium or our balance. Now, finding balance is actually more important than trying to live, always live on the high end of the spectrum, because it allows for the synthesis of natural and spiritual life we become more integrated. We're not really meant to be here all out in woo-woo land all the time. We are meant to engage in this life. When we are in balance, those days of losing the keys or glasses become fewer and farther between. And when they do happen, we're less likely to be thrown into a tizzy, or even beat ourselves up about it. Will we ever find perfect balance and stay there? No, that won't happen because, honestly, that would be stagnation. Okay, here I am. What's next? We are meant to move and grow and flow with life. Your active relationship with the Christ presence is really an active relationship with your highest self. And this prayer invokes the Christ mind in each of us. This is what St. Patrick is teaching, because he is another example of how to expand our consciousness. In one way or another, Patrick was a slave, and he first freed his mind by embracing Christ's presence, and then he rose to the light himself while in dire circumstances. St. Patrick experienced a transformation, and he left Ireland, he became a priest, and then went back to work with the same people who had mistreated him. This isn't a new story, in fact, Reverend James told told a similar story last week. With each story though, the story of someone rising to new levels of consciousness, we can see the possibilities, and we begin to believe in them for ourselves. St. Patrick gave us a beautiful tool to use. This prayer, his breastplate. And now, you might be thinking, that's a complicated prayer. There's a lot going on there. And I agree with you. There's no way you're gonna just like memorize that and go walk out there and use it. So I'm gonna give you a simpler version to help get you started. This version also uses a term that I, I like very much and I think is very important. Because at the end, you will see it makes the highest affirmation that Christ's mind is within each of us. And yes, that is said in the middle and it's implied throughout the prayer, but that final statement in this version is definite and unambiguous. And remember that with your words, you declare the truth of your being, you declare the truth of your potential. You say yes to your highest self, you activate the Christ mind within you. And as you pray this prayer, you transform. And by your transformation, others are affected and they are changed. And don't think, please don't think for one moment that just because this prayer has been simplified, that its power is diminished. And if anything, in some ways it becomes more powerful because of its simplicity, and directness. So take a breath, please, and relax into these words. This is the entire prayer that you could take with you. Christ before me. Christ behind me. Christ to the right of me. Christ to the left of me. Christ above me. Christ below me. Christ within me. That's it. If you can remember your directions, you can remember this prayer. (laughs) And it is with this prayer that we invoke Christ's presence. It is with this prayer that we consciously invite ourselves to meet and greet our higher selves. And it is when we affirm our rightful inheritance, the Christ mind, that we, like St. Patrick, rise to the light. And so it is.
0: We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center